Hey, this is Johnny Jett, and this is my 39 travel questions, and today we have Samantha Brown. Can you hear the Hello. So, if you haven't known, which I know you know, because Samantha Brown is one of the first, you know, big-time travelers and female travelers, I, I mean, for the Travel Channel, used to be in the old days until travel went to, like, ghosts and stuff like that. Uh -huh. So travel, I mean, I used to watch your show, Great Hotels, you had like Great Hawaii Hotels, um, Samantha Brown's Asia, Passport to Europe, and now you have um, Samantha Brown's Places to Love on PBS. Yes. Which is in the fourth season? Uh, yes, we were in the fourth season, yes. <laughs> So something happened along the way. <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, you've had so many shows and, you know, I know you started out, you're, 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 you're a trained actor. That's right. I'm a thespian. Now I went to school, uh, Syracuse university for musical theater so I can sing dance and act. Wow. Yep. That's pretty impressive. But you were born in Texas, raised in New Hampshire. Exactly. Look at that. And how are you doing right now with um, quarantine? Um, I'm doing. I'm doing good. I'm certainly doing a lot better. I think when uh, you know you're you're on the California coast, I'm in New York, and we got hit first, right? And uh, we kind of swapped. Think, um, sorry. We kind of swapped. New York yeah. was getting hammered, um, and then they're doing a great job. We were doing yeah. great, and now we're getting hammered. Yeah, yeah. But so we, you know, it was. Um, really phenomenally stressful back in February when we saw that this was coming and realized, oh, it's coming, it's, it's coming for us, right? And when it was in China, it was one thing, when it was Italy, oh, it was still far away. And then, and then it became real. And then um, we were still traveling. We had plans to travel to, uh, to do an episode in London as well as um, in the Tyrol region of Austria. And that was March 15th, we were planning to leave. And um, just this sort of like, um, you know, you know, I just this, you know, do we go? Because no one had said, don't go. So we're like, well, we have to go because we're in the travel industry. We want to promote the travel industry. And then I got scared because most of my crew is from Seattle. And that was the first outbreak in, well, uh, Seattle neighborhood was uh, the first outbreak in the United States. So I thought, oh my goodness, what if we're not allowed in there, right? So it was like, do we get home and can we get in? And, and then luckily, you know, then our government called it and said, no travel. You know, we're not allowing people to come in. And so um, I, uh, but it was, it was tough. It's, it's, it was really, um, it, it, it's still hard, but I think just emotionally, um, mentally, uh, we are uh, past the, the toughest part. And have you been on a plane since then? And would you go on a plane tomorrow? A uh, heck no and heck no. <laughs> that too honest? I don't know. No, I'm, I'm actually, I'm the same with you. I have not flown since the uh, end of February and I really, Unless I really have to get on a plane, yep. yeah. I'm not going to get on one. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, it seems like some, and you would know better than me, um, Sarah, some air carriers are better than others in enforcement and really laying down the law. Um, some air carriers are better at saying, hey, we're going to remove the middle seat option. You don't even have to worry about that. Others are saying, hey, if we can fill the plane, we're going to fill the plane and we'll rebook you. So it's just That's more uncertainty. And, um, you know, the uncertainty is what, I'm trying to um, uh, just rein in a little more um, because I've had, and I think we've all had so much of it that until it can be a little more certain, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just staying home. But it's not me. It doesn't mean I don't travel. I'm just closer to home. 
Right. And, well, and, and doing it in a car. <laughs> well, good news this week, you know, most of the major airlines, hotels have all said they're going to require masks, no exceptions, you know, that people couldn't use an excuse and unless they have a real, some airlines wouldn't even allow any excuse. They say, sorry, you just can't fly us. But Delta will let you speak to a, um, a doctor virtually in front of the gate agent privately. But, and um, we'll see. I mean, this world too, everyone's cracking down. Everyone's cracking down and, and, and it, it took way too long. And the, and the federal government not making a mask a mandate is just ridiculous. Agreed. For goodness sakes, I remember after 9-11, being in a TSA security line, and there was a sign, I believe it was either JFK or LaGuardia, it was one of those airlines that I, uh, airports that I fly out of, there was a sign that said, do not even say the word bomb, or you will be escorted off this line. You couldn't even say um, any okay. sort of, right, you couldn't, yeah, you couldn't say it on a plane, you couldn't, just saying a word, you could not say, and that was a federal mandate. Right. right. I, I, I assume so. I, I don't. But it was just you will be you will be escorted out of this airport. And the fact that there's this pandemic, a virus that spreads in close proximity to people who are crowded together. And it took this long to get um, just I thought was ridiculous. It is. Unfortunately, it is. And uh, hopefully, you know, it's going to change and we could all get back. But I think it's going to be a while. We'll see what happens. No one knows. Yeah. Um, in the meantime, we're. Um, we're getting creative. We are getting creative. Very creative. And by the way, how can people find you during quarantine? I know you do Facebook Live every Wednesday. Which, yeah. which, what, what's your website? This is, uh, so samantha-brown.com is my website, but um, we've been doing a Facebook Live uh, every week now for about four weeks. That's how we've gotten creative and really being more um, just spontaneous and personal to uh, people who have followed me for hopefully many, many, many years and um, giving them a little bit of hope. We, you know, travel will come back. There's no doubt about it. And there's ways to dream, there's ways to plan, there's ways to be together and talk about travel because it's really what unites so many of us. So we have started Facebook Lives every Wednesday at 9 p.m. And I give you my best travel tips and funny behind the scenes stories of what it's like to, um, to produce a travel show. A lot of what you see uh, edited, a lot gets un, you know, uh, edited out. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so it's just kind of fun to talk about that. So um, Instagram as well, I'm Samantha Brown Travels, and Facebook, I'm real Samantha Brown. Good. I'm not the fake Samantha Brown. What's that? <laughs> I'm not the fake Samantha Brown. I'm real Samantha Brown. I, well, you know, it's funny. I Googled your name today, and on, uh, on actually on Google, it says you're married to Kevin O'Leary, which is your husband's real name, but it shows the guy from Shark Tank. It does. It does. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, What? I, so I guess, does anyone ever say, you know, come up to you and say, are you married to Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank? Um, you know, in the beginning, yes, because um, actually it was more after we had kids because it was, it was announced, you know, Samantha Brown and Kevin O'Leary. And they're like, oh my God, you're married to Kevin O'Leary? And for a few months, I would say for six months, we would get a call once a week from TMZ oh <laughs> asking if, if he would go. And, and he's like, I'm not. I'm not the Kevin O'Leary you think I am, and uh, but uh, but I like that Kevin O'Leary, and I, I but I have my own Mr. Wonderful. Yeah. You sure do. He's very He's wonderful. He's the best. Yeah, yeah, he really is. All right. So, um, how many countries do you think you've been to? I think I've been to uh, close to seventy-three. I think I'm well, in the in early seventies. Okay. How about continents? Oh gosh, that's a good one. Oh, Antarctica. No. 
Well, you've been to Africa? I've been close to Antarctica, but that doesn't count, right? I've been just right at Punta Arenas, right? Which I think is the liftoff, right? That's where you take so the boat. Close. And go. So close. So I've have been to six out of the seven. It sounds like you've been too, because you've been to Africa and Australia. I have, yes. Yeah, okay. Africa and Australia. So, and I know you've been to the, all the other ones, South America, Asia, yeah. Europe. At least 20 continents, at least. Yeah. So, okay, <laughs> good. So um, what's your earliest travel memory? Oh, my earliest travel memory was loading up into our uh, Pontiac station wagon with the dog, my two other sisters and my parents and doing road trips to Pennsylvania. And we would leave like at like, you know, 4 a.m. with the cooler of bologna sandwiches and and um, and just go. And my dad, what I loved about these road trips is my dad is about is a bit of a speedster. He actually races cars and. and so here we are in our Pontiac station wagon and he um, would, he would, uh, you know, the, on the, on the highway, there's the passing lane, the fast lane, and then there's the, the right lane. And he would always just like zoom right up to the people who were going slow in the fast lane. In my father's eyes, there was no worse a person who would drive slow in the fast lane. And he would just ride their tail to the point where they finally moved over and would flip us off. And so me and my sisters, we would count how many times we were given the finger. <laughs> that was our car. That was our road trip game. And uh, so, uh, but um, yeah, I just, uh, road trips and, and we're back to that. And I, and I love that. It was always the road trip to go see the relatives. Yeah. I grew up with a station wagon. I'm the youngest of four. I was always in the way back with the dog and the luggage. Uh-huh. No seatbelts. I mean, exactly. You wouldn't think about that today. Oh, and remember those? Uh, did you have that station wagon that had that that third back seat? Yes. Like so, if you were rear-ended, you were just dead, right? Gone. I mean, and it's, it's insane what what we did back then. I know, 1970s parenting. It was the best. <laughs> now oh, it's yeah. like we put our children in bubble wrap. It's true. My son doesn't go out with a helmet. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, what's your favorite American city? Oh uh, gosh. Okay. Um, I would say I'm gonna say. Hmm. I should just be quick about this, right? Not even think about it. Santa Fe. Santa. I, I thought for sure you'd say New York City or Boston. Well, I mean, I think that's a given. But gotcha. um, that, but I love Santa Fe. It was one of the oldest cities in the United States, and it's just really this confluence of phenomenal cultures from European to Native American. Um, and, um, and it's beautiful. You've got this gorgeous city with tons of art and then just not even a mile outside of the city, phenomenal hikes. So this connection to culture and our native American heritage, as well as the best margaritas. Um, I, I've, I've been to Santa Fe probably eight times and I've taken my mom there and my sister there on separate girl trips. How about LA? Any desire to ever move to LA? Oh, yeah. Like when I see your pictures, right? And you're just at the beach, like, you know, after work or like, you know, I just, you know, oh, let's go here. Like, oh, oh yeah, there is a bit of jealousy, uh, I would say, from the East Coast to the West Coast of, of your lifestyle. So well, especially um, in the wintertime. Yeah. Yeah. How about internationally? My favorite country, my favorite. Favorite city international. Mm, oh, I should have had this planned. Um, favorite country. Favorite country is New Zealand right now. I would. I would move, I would move to New Zealand right now. Yes. Jacinda is amazing. Would kill me. My parents would kill me. Um, New Zealand is a phenomenal country, gorgeous nature, and just the most wonderful people I have ever met. I mean, right. quite seriously. And I've they met really a lot. Are. 
a billionaire one time picked me up at the airport. He's a billionaire in New Zealand. And I was going to check out his property. And the the guy picked me up, grabbed my luggage. And I'm like, I mean, if you were not even a millionaire, you would have someone else pick someone up at the airport. Exactly. I I live at the airport at Auckland. If you look at the uh, flight board, and they have all the flights listed. It doesn't say like the times. If, if your plane's not leaving for like the next tw- half an hour, um, it just says relax. And so across the entire flight board, it just goes relax, 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 relax. That's, that's just awesome. New, Zealand, New Zealand to a T, right? Just I, don't, relax. I don't remember that, but that is but awesome. Plenty of time, plenty of time. Um, um, so actually the answer might be the Kiwis, but where do you think the friendliest people in the world are? Yeah, I, I just New Zealand, hands down. And, and just... Um, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're, oh gosh, I, they just extend such warmth, hospitality and familiar familiarity right from the get go. You know, I mean, you just, you're, you're a friend you, and I think it's because everyone who goes there, including the people who first, you know, emigrated there, the Maori had to travel many you know, thousands of miles to get there. And they understand that they've understood that the traveler to New Zealand has come a long way. And I feel like every New Zealander has it within their heart to make sure that a traveler there is going to feel a special kind of welcome and a, and a firm thank you for making the distance. Yeah, I'm with you. Did you touch the noses? I can't remember what it's called. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I forget what it's called in Maori. I, I know in Hawaii they do that as well, where you're, you believe the, the breathe in the aloha, right? Yeah. And you're, it's we'll definitely not be doing that during COVID-19. I, I, see, Johnny, I don't know what I'm going to do because I'm a hugger. And <laughs> Me too. I don't know what I'm going to do. That's right. You are too. And it's just like, what are we going to do? Like, have you come up with something when you see people? Like when I haven't seen I someone. Gotta, kinda, I've actually been doing this lately. Like, like yeah, just like you, you hold them close to your heart like this. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's so weird because I actually have nightmares once in a while where I'm like at a function and all of a sudden I see one of my friends and I go to hug them and they're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I forgot. I forgot. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, cooties, cooties, circle, circle, dot, dot. I've got my cootie shot. My son went to the doctor yesterday, to the dermatologist, and the doctor went to give him a high five, and Jack said, sorry, uh, there's a virus. Wow. So I'm like, I mean, the kid's amazing, but I mean, that's not a world I want him to grow up in. I know, I know, I know. All right. Which country has the meanest immigration officers? Oh, gosh, the meanest have been, (laughs) including our own. (laughs) Um, I would say, uh, um, you don't have to give me an answer. uh, No, I've had a really bad experience in, um, you know what, that wasn't mean. Um, Where'd you have a bad experience? Bad experience in, uh, I want to say, it's a Caribbean island, Nevis. Okay, Nevis, yeah. Nevis, thank you. And, that was, and it was just Thank long. It just, wasn't, it just wasn't well run. So it's like, I can't come back here. I can't spend gotcha. three, three hours. Um, but in terms of mean, nothing. I can tell you where I've had the nicest experience yeah. with immigration officers or, you know, when you go through border control. Yeah. And that is in, um, uh, uh, oh gosh, Ireland. not, not yeah, yeah, but it's not Dublin. What's the, uh, Shannon. 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 So we all arrive in Shannon, my whole crew. And we're in this line. And of course, you know, where they separate the American, well, uh, you know, Irish residents and everyone else or European Union, I guess I should right. say. And so we're in the non-European Union lines. We're like, yes, because the, the other line is the really long one. And so we get there and we're like, maybe there's only 20 people compared to 200 other people in the European Union line. But our line is going painfully slow. 
And I don't know why. I'm like, what is, what, what is this? What, you know, we're all like little New Yorkers, right? Come on, let's go. And we get up and the guy's like, oh, now where are you coming from? And what are you doing here? I'm like, well, we're, and I'm, I'm thinking these are like, you know, of course the, I'm like, I'm here to work. Oh, what, what are you working on? Well, we're here to do a, tra a travel show, are you? Well, where are you going? And it's just like, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> now I know why this is taking so long, yeah. but just delightful. And he said, I've got, he's like, I've got a few names for you here. Like, this is a good one. And, and uh, just, just lovely people. So yeah, I that's awesome. They're, they're amazing. <laughs> My microphone or your microphone? Are you hearing feedback or something? That's so weird. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, hopefully it's on my end and people won't hear it, but it sounds like a, it sounds like a CB radio, like the old days when you're watching, you know, Charlie's angels and all of a sudden it gets yeah. interrupted by, you know, you know, 10, four. You're speaking my language, Charlie's <laughs> Angels, Smokey and the Bandit, all those. <laughs> I'm with you. We, uh, um, are you an ab geek at all? Do you like, you care what kind of plane you're on or no? Not at all. In fact, if you said, oh, are you, were you on a 757? I'd be like, uh, I don't know what that is. <laughs> just, okay. Isn't okay. that terrible? I just don't know. Okay. Um, I'm not. What's your drink of choice in the air or on the ground? Mm. Uh, well, I mean, you mean when I travel, my drink of choice? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just just a nice glass of white wine, something more acidic, nothing woody in terms of the or oaky in terms of the Chardonnay. And do you always get upgraded? Uh, I do a lot on on Delta because that's where most of my miles are. Oh, this is really exciting. I have it. I need to put this on social media. I finally became a million miler on Delta. Good job. And I did it. My last ten thousand miles were buying groceries. So I, that's how I slid into home base because I haven't traveled. So out of the blue, like two months ago, I was like, they said, oh, you're a million miler. I'm like, how could that happen? Like, oh, because I have a credit card and credit card. it goes right to Delta and that sort of thing. I'm like, well, there we go. So the, you know, the, my $500, $600 grocery bills <laughs> <laughs> got me that last, that last round. So yeah. So if I fly Delta, I usually get upgraded. Yeah. Good job. And what's your favorite lounge? you have a favorite lounge? airline lounge um any any lounge in asia just phenomenal right nice. you know you're they, they just they're epic and you actually want to get to the airport a good two hours before just so you can enjoy the 10 different buffet options and just kind of eat your way through it so obviously those are gone too now right but yep. um yeah just that um the uh the asian airports are um lounges are are the best I'm not really a lounge person, though. I no, should maybe, no. if that's the question. I like to walk around. I like I to too. get in a walk and just kind of, so maybe I'll, you know, go get a free meal, get a nicer bathroom, but I won't hang out in the long, lounge for long. I'm the same way. I, but I go, I get the food, I use the yep. loo, and then I'm yep. out. Exactly, and then you're gone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Although they have nice playrooms sometimes, especially oh, when yeah. you're little kids. Yeah, exactly. Um, how, which credit card do you use when you travel? Is I it the use, Delta uh, one? I have my Delta um, Platinum Amex, and then I also have a Chase Sapphire uh, blue card. Yeah, and do you ever have problems with either one of them when you're traveling? A lot of times people don't like American Express, especially in the United States, and um, because they, they take such a big fee. Right. So that, that's usually the only problem that I have. They just, small businesses don't prefer American Express. Same thing with me. Yeah. Uh, favorite restaurant? 
Favorite restaurant? Oh my gosh. Um, oh, how, that's, that can't be a question. Favorite restaurant uh, in New York City? Okay. Isn't this terrible? I don't really eat Favorite out. Favorite restaurant in Brooklyn? <laughs> Aldi Law. It's a wonderful restaurant in Brooklyn. Aldi Law. Aldi Law. And it's, it's Italian? A-L-D-A-L-A? Aldi? Oh, uh, A-L-D-I-L-A. Aldi Law. And then how about what's the craziest thing you've ever eaten? An eyeball. Uh, fish's eyeball, I should clarify. <laughs> That's good. Uh, I had, oh, it was, pheno- it was phenomenal. It's called fish eye curry. And, um, and the eye is, is a massive. And it was, uh, it was in Singapore. And uh, so as the guest of honor, you get the eye. And, you know, it, it's an eye. And it's pretty big, too. So you can't, you uh, and- can't swallow it. No, you just kind of put it, they said you put it on your tongue and you just let it dissolve. And so, um, and of course, turning this down is a, is a, a total dishonor. Yeah, you can't do that. Um, and uh, so I braced myself and it was wonderful. It was it just kind of, it was just like butter. It's just like a nice fat. It was lovely. But I've had a lot of strange things, even though I'm not Andrew Zimmerman or the late, great Anthony Bourdain. I've eaten a lot of, um, a lot of uh, things that you would probably be surprised about. Yeah. Tastes like chicken. Yeah. <laughs> uh, favorite hotel? Oh, so many. Oh, gosh. Don't get me started. I think I love um, one of my favorites is Shutters on the beach. I mean, you're, you're pretty close to there, right? Yes. Aren't you? Oh, I mean, just it, it does feel like you're staying at your, uh, you know, your rich aunt's beach house and they have butterscotch pudding, which is my favorite. And the view is amazing. The beds are great. And um, I've been you always celebs there. I, I walked in one time and Sean Penn's is hanging out by the fireplace. And exactly, exactly. Well, that's 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 what living in LA is, really. I that's mean, true. you just you just have such. A, um, oh my gosh, there's there's so many because that was my job for for so long, staying in um, uh, great great hotels. But right. uh, my other favorite one is the library, and that is in New York City. Uh, and it's on 49th Street, just uh, a few blocks over from the main New York City Public Library with the two lions. Um, and uh, this is I've the, stayed there. Great hotel. It's a great hotel. A great concept, books, and um, they they've been around for a long time. So I love I love those. Actually, I remember watching your show way yeah. back when, and I think you did the Time Hotel. And, yes. And I was like, that is so cool. Yeah, you're right. That was in New York City as well, right? Yes. Yep. I don't know if that's around anymore. Oh my actually, gosh. I think yeah. it, well, it was it I actually stayed there not a couple of years ago, but Oh, okay. All right. All so, right. Anyway, I thought of you when I uh, yeah, when you said yeah. that. Yeah. Um, best hotel view. Oh, did I just lose you? No. Can you hear me? Oh. Yeah, mine just my there we go. Sorry, just switched off. Interesting. Best hotel view. Um, hmm. Um, I, I, I might get flack for this, but one of my favorite views in a hotel is Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge. Yeah, you I don't know if you've flat. ever been there with your with your children, but you look out uh, over uh, Savannah, right? And there are giraffes and wildebeests and wow. and uh, all kinds. That's in of Orlando. Or That's in Orlando. Yeah, it's my favorite been. Disney resort, uh, the Animal Kingdom Lodge, and um, and every morning you just go out with a cup of coffee and you just sit there as giraffes go by and graze and 
I just have always, always loved um, that view and just being out because I haven't been to that part of Africa, well, the Disney part of Africa. I mean, you know, I've never been on an animal safari or an African safari. And um, so for me, that's well, just- you got to do that. I know. I know. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that, that's got to be your next show. Definitely. Um, what's your favorite travel movie? I love, is it Hotel Budapest? Budapest? Uh, yeah, I did not see it, but I think there is one. It's phenomenal. Oh my gosh, it just, uh, is it Wes Anderson? I'm so sorry, I should know this. Um, just such a great movie, and it puts you in this spot, and you feel like you're there, and it's quirky and fun, and um, just like you and I, we, we live in hotels, so there's this respect for the hotel and the hotel staff, and um, everything that goes on there. So that's one of my favorites. The other one is A Room with a View. Is that, that's a travel movie. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. Anything yeah, that gives a travel Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, How? yeah. And then, of course, uh, James Bond are the classic travel movies. I mean, okay. I had no idea what St. Moritz was unless there was, you know, James Bond having champagne there. Um, so I think James Bond really um, introduced me to the world as a very young kid. Yeah, me too. Um, I used to love going to see James Bond. Um, how about TV show, favorite travel show besides your own? Oh gosh. Oh boy. There's so many good ones. Um, I love, uh, Michaela Malazzi, bare feet traveler on she PBS. Said, I interviewed her and she said that yours are her favorite. And by the way, I, I interviewed a lot of people where they say they answer you for this question. Nice. I want to know all the people who didn't say me. <laughs> I want their names. I'll give you their addresses. <laughs> Exactly. I just love how she approaches travel through dance and really being a newbie at something and learning and, and just kind of exploring something. You know, we see a lot of travel shows through the lens of food and they're done by really great people, but I feel like we've kind of beaten that horse so much that I love to see other ways of experiencing uh, great travel. Another really good show, um, what is it? Um, uh, salt, fat, heat, acid. I don't know how they're said um, with the, Oh, I've it, but someone said the same thing. It's on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Netflix, and it's the chef, and she's fantastic. Samin, uh, and a uh, phenomenal. And I love her. And and that is a food show, but she doesn't. I, I love how um, I, I love when people show you in terms of being a host or like you know the the way you explore a um, a place. I love when people show their vulnerability, and Michaela does that really well. Uh, Samin does that really well. And I love that because we are all actually in the end really vulnerable when we travel and, and, and showing that vulnerability is harder than it looks. You, do, you don't want to, you don't want to show that about yourself. You want to be like, I'm an expert. I know what I'm doing. Right. And so I always love when people let us in. Kind of like what I'm doing right now. I'm <laughs> <laughs> all right. Just a few more questions. Uh, how about favorite travel book? Do you read a lot? Not anymore. No, okay. I'm not. A, I'm not I'm a good reader. Way. Yeah, I, I can read four paragraphs and then I put it down and I and I don't get back. But I've I've read a lot of travel books. The one that oh gosh, um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna remember it. Uh, you know, uh, I'll, I'll send a blog post for okay. Kevin to edit and you can pop it in there. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I'm gonna, I love travel writing. Like Jan Morris is one of my favorite travel writers. Female, yes. um, doing things way before you know I got there and really inspiring me and um just there's amazing travel writers as well how about worst travel moment gosh 
if it's not too personal. Worst travel moment. Um, uh, I, I, I won't tell you where it happened, but it was recently when we were shooting and um, our van was broken into and gear was stolen. And just being like, what? And that was, and, and knowing that people's personal items were stolen from our crew, uh, expensive gear was taken. And we're like, oh my gosh, we're here to show the positives of the place. And we were just totally robbed. Passports were stolen. Um, that sucks. And it just, yeah, it was just like, you're like, oh, and then we, and we had to go, we had to keep going. It's like, we have a show to do, you know, the show must go on. We have to keep shooting. And um, so that, that was a really bad, like, oh man, cause we're there to really promote the, the best of people. And when something like that happens, it really, it kind of just it takes a bite out of you. It does. Yeah. You know? How about uh, the most embarrassing travel moment? Oh my gosh. Well, it was with my husband. Are you ready for this one? Yes. <laughs> so we were, we were dating and we were serious. And I was in the, I was, we were still in the stage of like me dressing in outfits, trying to impress him and being, you know, pretending I'm put together. You remember when you went through that stage, right? And, and, um, and we, were, we did our first weekend away and it was a wedding. We had a great time. And now we were coming back and we were getting our luggage at LaGuardia. And so I had to use the ladies room and Kevin went to go get our bags. And so uh, I come out from the ladies' room and I see my bag, because you know you just know by the frumpiness of a bag, um, you just know how it looks, even from a distance. You're like, oh, that's my bag, but I see something on my bag. I'm like, what is that? And I'm like, and it was like pink, and I'm like, it's my underwear. So so, and here's a tip: never put your dirty clothes in that front pocket of your luggage because it, the zipper had kind of broke and some funny baggage claim handler just thought it'd be really funny to pull it out and put it right on my luggage. Oh, so oh. the bag with my underwear is now going around the, the, the baggage claim um, belt and everyone is laughing and everyone is pointing and I'm like, oh my gosh. And so I just kind of suck it up and, and, and Kevin's at a different spot. And so I, I quickly take the underwear, I put it back, unzip it, I get my bag, and I come around. And he's like, oh, you got your bag? I'm like, yeah, I got my bag, let's go. <laughs> and we're walking away, and I'm like, whew, you know, you know, you know, didn't, didn't have to be embarrassed by that one and uh, dodge that bullet. And all of a sudden, Kevin goes, you weren't here, but a bag went around and a woman's underwear was on it. And I'm like, that was me. That's hilarious. <laughs> so I totally I was like yep yep I put myself like yep that was me it was my underwear so did the overall and and you know and Johnny you and I always love to make sure that people understand a travel tip at the end of this um where did we go wrong is never put anything in that front pocket unless you know you want it to be displayed for everyone to see that's a good travel tip yeah um so the my last question for you then is actually two questions what's your dream destination mm. and what's the most important thing travel has taught you Oh gosh, my dream destination. I have so many. The world just gets bigger. It doesn't get any smaller, but I has always been on my bucket list to see the Aurora Borealis. Uh, maybe that's in Finland. I think I've always wanted to go to Finland for some reason. Maybe get those reindeer and then stay in one of those glass yurts. I just, I just love that. It just seems absolutely magical. Um, and then um, I would love to do more of the Middle East when that's available. Afghanistan, um, uh, you know, Iran, uh, one day, right? One day we'll be able to go. Yeah. And because uh, I just love the people, the people there are beautiful and friendly and they have a culture that just, uh, they just don't really have a lot of access to. So I would love to do that. 
And then the last question was? Uh, what has travel taught you? The most important thing travel has taught you. I think the most important thing travel has taught me is to really, um, to really reach out to other people and to connect with people and, and how to do that. And it's a lot easier than it seems. And at first when I started traveling, I really thought travel was about just seeing things and being in a place. And now I realize that it's really about connecting with others, people who aren't like us, people who have uh, come from a different demographic or different skin color, different religious background, and just get to know them and meet them face to face and really care about their experience. So that's what I really feel like I've dedicated my now travel life to with Ladies to Love is to really find great stories, great people, people who all travelers can interact with and just listen to understand and not just respond. I mean, that's a great, great answer. And um, I appreciate you taking the time. And one more time, where can people find you? Oh, just find me. You can find me on Instagram at Samantha Brown Travels. You can find me Facebook. At How about your show? Can they oh, stream it? Sure. So Samantha Brown Places to Love. It's on Create TV right now, which is uh, syndicated cable, 1030 every Wednesday night. Okay, great. Everyone watch it. And yes, sign up please. to uh, Samantha's newsletter. Please sign up to mine. Subscribe to this podcast, this YouTube channel. And um, Samantha, I hope you hope to see you soon and be able to give you a hug. I know, exactly. You know what? Let's make a deal right here. We'll have masks on. We'll just go in quickly. Nothing, nothing. And then we'll leave. Well, okay. And then we'll, 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 and then we'll get the hand sanitizer out or something like that. But, yeah, we're, we're huggers. That's a good deal. <laughs> All right, Samantha. All right, take you. care.